We're going to continue in the mission. I thought last week, those graphics last week, weren't they awesome? Hey, who was here? Who remembers the, all the brilliant graphics that came up? I thought they were brilliant. Hey, they were absolutely brilliant. The mission, the purpose for which we exist as a church, that's our mission. And it's made up of three words. Family church, no matter where you look, you'll see these three words. Reach, grow, and empower. So reach people where they are, grow people into all that God has called them to be, and empower people to live for God and to reach and grow others. And so last week we looked at the family church vision, um, which explained the vision, explained the outworking of the mission. And we, we had 10 slides that went up, and those 10 slides are in that magazine that you got. Oh, Lee, you wouldn't have got one of those books either. You, you need a book. Okay, I'll get you one after the service. So, um, but there's those 10 vision statements, different, um, different aspects, different contexts where we're going to see this mission worked out. Things like within the congregations, within service, our services, within our communities in terms of discipleship, uh, premises, young people, all these different 10 points. And today, though, I want to unpack some of those elements to see how does this mission, how does the mission and the vision of the church, of family church, outwork amongst us as a church here in Waterlooville? Okay. And I'm going to look at it in different ways. We're going to go through these three words, reach, grow, and empower. And we're going to look at it from the church's perspective, and we're going to look at it from a personal individual perspective. So the first one is reach. Reach people where they are. So as a church, what are we doing to reach people? So it's important. We've got to put feet to our faith, okay? Otherwise, we're just blabbing. So Soul Winner. Soul Winner is a five-week course that is being led. It's a hybrid course, so it's in person or online. Pastor Andy will be sharing from Portsmouth live, um, so you can either go down to Portsmouth and watch him, or you can register and watch it online from the comfort of your home, which I'd recommend <laughs> if you want to. But um, but he will lead us through this five week, the five week course starting on the twenty first of February. And I, t I just want to honor our senior pastor, Pastor Andy Elms. You know what? He's now a doctor, by the way. He's received an honorary doctorate, Pastor Andy. He's now known as Dr. Elms. And as he always says, you know, but I don't do feet. He keeps on saying that. I'm a doctor, but I don't do feet. So I think he's got something weird going on there. We need to pray for him, okay? But, um, <laughs> but you know what? He's got an enormous gifting, and we're grateful for him. But Soul Winner, this Soul Winner, he's written a book, and um, the book will accompany the course. This thing is being translated across Europe into multiple languages. So it's already been translated into Polish, and Romanian, so this is not just some little thing. 
we've got this amazing evangelist that we can learn from. Who better than to learn from than Pastor Andy? I'll tell you what, we are blessed. So that's as a church. What about us as individuals? Okay, how, how do we reach people? So number one, number one is reach people where they are. If you're not confident in sharing your faith, you don't know how to. You don't know where to start. How do I go about this? Sign up to Soul Winner. I tell you what, you'll be greatly encouraged. It is a brilliant course. The important thing is God has you in your place of, of influence. Only you or other believers with you can reach the people around you. You know what, I, you know, Andrea, you working in the school, you're there on purpose. You know, Debbie with, at the council, you know, you are there influencing people. Dammy, she's a doctor. We've actually got a doctor in, another doctor in the house. In fact, we've got another doctor, but she's not here today. We've got two doctors in the house, plus our senior pastor's a doctor. You know, if you've got any problems, go speak to the doctor. But Dr. Dammy, she's, you know, she's got, she's got areas of influence around the people that she works with. So, but only you can reach the people in your area. So we need to start becoming more intentional in sharing our faith. We've got to be intentional about sharing the love of God with our colleagues, with our family, with our friends, with our neighbors, and, um, and our colleagues. Pray. Ask God who? Who must I share my faith with? Every day. Lord, give me someone to share my faith with. And then do it. Okay? <laughs> then do it. So, I just want us to cover a little bit of what we've been doing in terms of outreaches. So, first of all, we've got Soul Winner under Reach, Soul Winner as a church, then outreaches. Over the last two years, from, since September 2021 to September 23, every single month, once a month, we would transform this room and we'd remove those those dividing walls, and we'd have movie nights here. And in those, in those two years, we had 19 movie nights here for the, for the community, free. It was free. We would provide popcorn, hot dogs, cool drinks, tea, coffee, and a free movie. And sometimes we had about 140 people in this hall, packed, packed people coming in to watch. It was a social thing. But we felt to share, to show the love of God to our community. And over those, over those 19 movie nights, we had a total of almost 1,400 people in attendance, a total. That's amazing. Some of them were repeats. Some of them came to every single one. But overall, our, our total headcount was actually 1,380 and in 2023, last year, we used to average 90 people per movie night. That's a lot of people from our community. These are people that have never been, some of them never been to church. But they'd come in, we'd have a prayer tree up, we'd pray for them, we'd give, let us know your prayer requests. We weren't hiding that we were church, we were very clearly family church. Banners everywhere, you know, we were clear, wearing that black t-shirts or whatever color they are nowadays. But we reached out. We were, oh, um, things gone. We were reaching out. 
We were sowing seeds. In fact, there was a family that came to every single movie night. And their words to us were always, you'll never find me in church. You'll never get me in church. Guess what? Christmas Eve, they came to church. And they loved it. <laughs> it's fantastic. So um, last year as well, we did a games and barbecue out on the lawn here during the summer. We had 40 people in attendance. One person got saved as a result. A person got saved. Because we put on an outreach, a person got saved. Their life went from darkness to light, from hell to heaven. That's important. That's huge. That's huge. We're reaching out. We did a thing called pop-up play, which is um, it's, it's, a, it's a role-play village. It's for the little ones, um, six and under. And we had two of these events in this hall, packed again, and uh, we had about 70 children in attendance. With the adults, there were about 100 people in attendance overall. Oh, my word. <laughs> Listen to the... F that's a good sound. Isn't that good? I don't know that Alice thinks it's good. <laughs> but that's a good sound. So last year, we had Christmas carols outreach in the town centre. And how many seeds were sown? How many? I don't know how many people I spoke to that said... It's so good to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ on the streets of Waterlooville. Seeds were sown. And then Christmas Eve, we had our Christmas carol service, and we had 44 visitors. 44 people that mostly don't go to church, but came to church on Christmas Eve as a result of reaching out. So as a a direct result of our outreaches, of us reaching out, we've had over 1,500 people attending in attendance of our outreaches. 1,500 people. That sounds a lot, but we've, Waterlooville consists of 70,000 people. It's a tip of the iceberg, but it's something. We've been reaching out. This is what we've been doing. And as a result of those 1,500 people, we've had about 100 coming through our doors on a Sunday. That's good. That's 6% of the people that have attended have come to church on a Sunday. So that's as a result of sowing seed. This is us reaching out. And so looking ahead, us as a church, we've spent some time rethinking our outreaches for 2024 and be taking into account everybody is busy, everybody is busy, and everybody's working. And we've decided because of that, we're trying to, we're trying to accommodate people as much as we can. Um, we've decided on three outreaches for this year. Three outreaches. First one, bless you, is April the 5th. We're having an Easter outreach. It's a Friday. It's school holidays. We're having it in here. We're having a treasure hunt, and uh, we're going to have crafts for the kids. It's going to be Christian, okay? It's a Christian outreach. That's on the 5th of April. In June, it's the community center's 50th birthday. This is our fifth birthday as a church, and so there's an open day here. 
um, and all the people that hire the hall, they're having an open day to the whole community to come and see what goes on here, and we are going to be represented. We want to, we want to showcase Family Church Waterlooville, but loud. I want us, I want our worship team here on a Saturday singing. Um, you know, for these people that are coming, this is who we are. We're going to serve teas and coffees. We're going to have crafts. It's not a big. It's it's not a whole day event. We can just come in as we feel. Okay, but we we registered for that. Then early in December, we're going to be out in the freezing cold again on the high street, sub-zero temperatures. But we're going to be singing Christmas carols out there again. And then on the 22nd of December, I've already asked, can we please have this hall on the 22nd of December for our next community Christmas carols event? And it's going to be bigger and better than last year. (laughs) So, praise God. I like the response. So, but, here's the but. That's us as a church. How does this hit home to the individuals? I'm glad you asked. So, in order for these outreaches to have maximum impact and success. In about a week or so's time, everybody is going to get an email, and I'm asking for sign-up. I'm asking for sign-up, only for the one, only for Easter, we're asking for sign-up. There's going to be a link, and you're going to say, yes, I am available, and yes, I will be there from the, the, the Easter event is from 9 to 1. Maybe you can only be here from 10 to 11. Just say so. I'll be there from 10 to 11. Or I'll be there from 9 to 1. Whatever it is. I'm good at crafts. I'm good, at, I'm good with kids. I'm good with um, greeting people. Whatever it might be. But we're going to have to understand who is available. Because we have realized... Chris and I, and a few others, cannot do it all. We just can't. We'll burn ourselves out. But this is family church. We are one church, many members, and we need everybody's um, commitment. Don't leave it for others to do. Don't think, Alice Alice will be there. (laughs) The poor woman also needs a bit of a break. But you know what? let's Let's take ownership. So ways that we can get involved in outreaches... The three T's, our time, our talent, and our treasure. Our time. All of us only have, all of us have 24 hours, don't we? But we need to sow our time so that for these events to go, to go ahead and for them to be a success, we need all hands on deck. We do. Easter outreach is during school holidays. So maybe you've already decided you're booking holidays during Easter holidays. Aha, that means you're around. Yes, just one, just three hours on, the, on that Friday. Um, maybe take a day's leave. There's a thought. Time. It's your time. Take a day's leave. Invest it. Think about, do you know what, do you know what it's about? It's about eternity. That's, that is the only purpose. It's about people getting saved and spending eternity with Jesus. It's salvation. It's about when you take a day's leave and sow it into the, into the kingdom, you're about your father's business. You're getting about your father's business where lives can be touched and changed. Time. 
Talent. Hang on a sec, Shemaine. Talent. Talent. This room is bursting with gifting. I'm telling you, it's bursting. You know what? Lee, praise God, yeah, put on the spot. Lee came back from Shuberiness for the weekend, and there she is, bang, straight, straight in with the kids. She said, she said to me before the service, I can't help it. This is just who I am. I'm just drawn to being with the kids. So whatever talent you might have, come on, there's so much gifting in here. I just look at everybody and I think, man, I can't, there's wealth. There's so much wealth in here in terms of talent. doesn't matter what you're not good at. It's what you are good at. Maybe, maybe you're good at greeting people. Maybe you're good at hosting. Maybe you're good at making teas and coffees. <laughs> maybe you're good with kids. Whatever it might be. Maybe you're good at technology. We need help on technology here, people. We really do. Lighting, cameras, all this type of thing. There's always room at the table. There's always room at the table. Our treasure. Now, this is, I know I've spoken about our, through our offering, but treasure, throughout the month of April, every year, we take up a thing called a vision offering. Last year, in 2023, we didn't, we didn't receive it because we changed the date. So in 23, we didn't receive a vision offering, but we've made it April 2024. And this is an amount over and above our tithes and offerings. It's an amount over and above. And the purpose of the vision offering is twofold. The purpose of the vision offering is to finance the outreaches. We have to hire the hall. We have to pay for crafts. We have to pay for teas and coffees. We have to have to have to the outreaches. We're, you know, if it's Christmas, we buy chocolates. We give people, we give people stuff. We give it away. We, we're a blessed church. We give stuff away. We bless people. That's the first um, purpose. Our second purpose is to upgrade and replace some of our equipment. Right away now, I'll tell you what, we're in need of a new laptop. We're getting a new laptop, and we're going to go on to Pro Presenter. We're going to update our, our AV se session. That costs money, but that comes out of the vision offering. So, you know what? And the, the, the good thing to think about is that today, we are benefiting today as a result of people from the past who have sown into the vision offering. All this kit, these, these um, dividers, these screens, the speakers, these microphones, every single piece of equipment that you see here today was paid out of a vision offering that other people have sown into previously. So let's think, that's good, and let's think long term. So how much can we sow into the vision offering not just for ourselves to benefit, but for as a legacy for other people to also benefit. So seek God, pray and seek God. In April, we're receiving a vision offering. So that was our first point, is reach. Our second point, grow. Grow people into all that God has called, us, called them to be. And what's this look like as a church, and secondly, as individuals? As a church... We have a passion for discipleship culture. So Acts 2.42. They devoted themselves. 
they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and prayer. What's this, what's this look like in Waterlooville? Well, good news is we are looking at opening, the book says one connect group, but our heart says two this year. Connect groups are essential. Connect groups is an area we've, um, we understand, we know the need for connect groups. And so we are looking at them, opening up one or two connect groups this year. Family Church is currently trialing a mentoring program called Thrive. And we want to see this rolled out in Waterlooville, but more, I'll let you know more as it unfolds. Next week, who's got a smartphone in this place? Most of us. I tell you what, if you go to the hub, if you, uh, not the hub, the, the, the app, the Family Church app. On the Family Church app, you'll see the, the, the website. You'll see the Family Church app. It's me. looks like that nowadays. Very bright and colorful, isn't it? It's fantastic. Isn't that great? Look at that, Shanae. Brilliant. On our, on our app, Family Church, you'll see there's a thing there called discipleship. And in brackets it says, coming soon. You're going to see this. It's going live next Sunday. It's a discipleship hub. It is absolutely fantastic. That's all I can say. But you'll see some of it next week. It's, it's, all, it's filled with teaching series, and, but good teaching series. So if you want to see somebody like Lisa Turkist, She's, there's going to be a series on teachings by Lisa Turkist. It's, um, oh gosh, I can't even remember half the people that are preaching there. But brilliant, world-renowned preachers that are going to be available for free. For free. We are passionate about discipleship. We don't want to stay where we are. We want to grow. So we'll show you that launch next week. There's Forge Ministry School. There's some people here already that are in Forge Ministry School. Is that good? Hey, Elvin, you enjoying Forge? Every Monday night for three hours on a Monday night down in Portsmouth, Forge Ministry School. Is it good? Yeah, good, Ben. Elvin, got the thumbs up. Enna, yes, good. It's fantastic, and it's over three years. But in September, they'll take in more people. Think about it. Three hours a week to go and get incredible teaching, incredible teaching that's going to stand you in good stead for the years to come. There's so much available at our, at our disposal. And we're making sure that all this information, there's every opportunity to grow this year. We're not going to stay the same as we were. The Welcome Home course, there's, there's other courses available, a seven-week course. So how are we as individuals going to engage? That's what the church is doing. How does this hit us as, as, as individuals, right? Weekly online prayer at 8 o'clock on a Monday night. Um, we might be changing the platform to Google Meet, but... Um, Whatever it is, get engaged, get rooted, get engaged in the life of the church. Once we've got the connect group up and running, we already have one, that's the worship team, is classified as a connect group because they 
of they form a group, a nucleus, a group together, and they encourage one another, isn't it? Hey, Delia, hey, Sharon, Shanae, they, they, and, and Dami, they, they, you encourage one another. That's what it's about. Sharing life together, that's what it's all about. But what it does, what a connect group does, is allows for excellent pastoral care. Something that I've learned and learning, we cannot do it all. I cannot get to everybody. Just, it's just impossible. It's just impossible. But once we advertise the connect group, just make sure you get involved. Okay, sign up, sign up, get involved in the connect group. Other, other ways to get involved, how are you going to grow this year? Go to whole, attend whole church events. Attend whole church events. In July, we're going to have our one family conference. Yes. Thank you, Shanae. Yes. Praise God. A little yay from the front row here. But one family conference. We are five. We are one church, many congregations. And once a year now, we're having a conference to a, in a place. It's not Horndean. It's somewhere else, Fairham Way. Um, it's, it only seats 400. They have 700 people in on a Sunday morning in Portsmouth. Listen, let's make sure we get in there. Book. When you see the One Family Conference coming out, book, register, quick. Get in quick because the, those Portsmouth people are hungry and they take all the seats. So, no, we need to, we need to get in on this, okay? And it's fantastic. You know what? Because sometimes when you get into a little group like this, you can sometimes think, is this it? No, this is just the start. This is just, this is just the start. But I tell you what, there's much more. There's so much more. There's the women's getaway in October. I would greatly encourage ladies register. It's a uh, two nights away, three days away. A getaway at um, Ashburnham Place down in West Sussex. It's brilliant. You meet all these women from family church, crazies from. Uh, from Portsmouth, from Havant, from Gosport, from Waterside. And we all get together and we have a fantastic time. Brilliant word, brilliant um, worship, everything. Just, it's full on. It's full on. But I'd encourage you, men, you get your chance next year for the men's advance. Okay, every alternate year, the men can go away for theirs. We have baptisms at Eastney Beach, if you've not yet been baptized and you want to get baptized, water baptized, full immersion, we do it as a church together at Eastney Beach. So things like this, this is how we can get engaged. Next, so we had reach, grow, and empower. Empower. Empower people to live for God and to reach and grow others. So what's this look like? As a church, Ephesians 4 Ephesians 4, verse 11 and 12. Look what the Bible says. And he himself, that's Jesus, gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. Why? For the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. The purpose of us coming together as a church is just that, for the equipping of the saints, for the edifying of the body of Christ. But it's not, it's not down to us only. 
It's, it's, for the sa- it's for the equipping of the saints. If you're a child of God, you're born again, you're a saint, okay? This is not some other weird religious expression. This is Bible. We are saints of the Most High God. And the, the purpose of the pastor is to equip the saints. The pastor teacher is to equip the saints. So that's the what. And this is how. This is how we do it. Is We come together on Sundays to hold services filled with life and hope, with praise and worship that's led from the front, full, led by authentic and passionate worship leaders. This is what church is about, where we experience the presence and the ministry of the Holy Spirit, where there's life-giving word of God that we're able to take away and, 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 and apply in our own lives. A place where prayer takes pre- preeminence, where kids are taken care of, not just looked after, but they taught in the ways of God, a youth ministry, trailblazers, summer camp, summer camp, hey, summer camp, but it's a place where young and old can encounter Jesus. So one of the, another key vision for us as, a, as, a, as an expression of family church here in Waterlooville, I just want to give it to you correctly, a key vision objective is to ensure our Sunday venue provides the facilities and space required for continued growth. And we've got space here to grow, so praise God for that. But also to explore options for a venue in Waterlooville that provides space outside of Sundays for small meetings and a local office. And we're already looking into that. We are looking for a place that we can rent locally where the, where there's certain caveats attached to that, but we are looking into this already. So that during the week, we've got a place to go to. The way we visualize it is with, the, with this discipleship hub, we want a place where we can have seat about 40 people. It can't be here because during the week, this place is loud and noisy. So we need a place of our own, place that we can call home, where we can get together. We can watch some some of these series from the discipleship hub. We can minister. We can have worship evenings. We can have we can have prayer meetings in person where we don't have to hire a hall. You know what I'm saying? And this is really on our hearts. And we've started looking into it. We've started investigating already. And uh, there's still way ahead. But this is our this is what our heart is. So this is us as a church for Empower. How does this affect us as individuals? What's it look like for us? You know what Pastor Andy said last week, that it's time for us to be no longer part of this crowd experience, a consumer, into becoming a follower, a disciple of Jesus. Get back those learner plates. Let's get those learner plates out and he gave a fantastic example of are we going to be that thief or the fisherman? The thief on the cross made it into heaven, but only just. He had he hadn't he had no rewards. He he literally gave his heart to Jesus that day on the cross, whereas the fisherman spent his life laying down his life, and he also went to the cross. Uh, that's the Apostle Peter, 
and um, but look how he worked out his life. This rough and ready fisherman, Peter, are you going to be that thief or the fisherman? So individuals, how does this work out for us as individuals about empower? Hebrews 10.25 says this. Not forsaking the, the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much more as you see the D, capital day, uh, capital day, capital D, approaching. Please hear my heart when I, say, when I speak about the scripture. We understand that a large proportion of our church work shifts. Okay, this is no... This is no knock on somebody that's not here, okay? But let's make sure, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner. There are 29 other versions. Of the 29 versions I looked up, 22 of them, for that word manner, said it's the habit of some. Neglecting the gathering together of the saints can become a habit it can become easy to stay away from church. I, I want to encourage you, let's, let's, let's take it on ourselves because I try not to text people any longer to say, where were you? Because the, it, it, it's difficult. If somebody comes to church one in four, I'm not sure, are they sick? Are they, are they sad? Do they need help? Are they ill? I don't know. But let's take it amongst ourselves that if people are missing, it's out of love. Let us, let us not forsake the gathering together of ourselves. Let's make every effort to get to church on a Sunday. Man, to me, I got saved 33, 32, 33 years ago. I, I don't think I've ever missed church on purpose. And I'm sorry, I don't mean to be like, well, this is me. But... I, I, I don't get it. I can't get it in my head. Why would you miss church? Why? Because, you know what? God's going to speak to each one of us every Sunday. God's got a word for us. Let's, have, let's be willing to grow. Let's, be, let's come to church. Lord, speak to me. I don't care if you speak to me through uh, whoever, through the person at the front or per, perhaps through one of our brothers or sisters, but speak to my heart. I need, this is what we need each other for. So let's not forsake, as is the habit of some. And the important thing is, why? Because we need to, as the day approaches even more, we are one day closer today to the return of Jesus than we were yesterday. Jesus is coming back. And so we need to be rapture ready. We need to be ready for Jesus. And you know what that also means? Being rapture ready, it's not just about us cleaning up our acts but it's about getting lost saved. Come on. We've got to get the lost saved. We've got to get them into the kingdom. Who are we going to take with us when we go to be with the Lord? Who, who, are, we going to, who, who are we going to take? Come on. So it doesn't matter if you've been saved for a week, a month, a year, a decade. Point is, are you growing? I'm going to go back to my growing point. Are you growing? Do you know what? In 2 Peter 1, there's this fantastic scripture, and it says, giving all diligence, add 
to your faith, virtue. And to your virtue, add knowledge. And to knowledge, add self-control. And to self-control, add perseverance. We are, God is into the adding game, into the multiplication game. It's time for us to grow, to add to our faith. Add to our faith. And we're going to end with this looking at Jesus, looking to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You know, we've just come out of Christmas, so the, the Christmas account is very clear in our hearts and our minds at this time. He's still fresh in our hearts. And I particularly love the Gospel of Luke because it just, it's so colorful, it's so beautiful, explaining the birth of Jesus. There's so much wealth of detail. And we're going to just pick up some points from Luke chapter 2, and I'm coming in to close. But you know what? The chap- Luke chapter 2 is the account of the birth of Jesus. And over that, it's actually that chapter is over a period of 12 years. We see, um, we see in Luke chapter 2, we see the birth of Jesus. We see um, after eight days, we see his circumcision. After 33 days, we see Mary's purification. And then we see, we, so we can see Jesus growing in the gospel, Luke 2. And we see Jesus being brought to Jerusalem, and he's presented to the Lord. Remember, he's presented to, and Simeon and Anna are there. And then Mary, Joseph, and Jesus return to Nazareth. And so we're going to pick up this account in Luke 2, verse 40. Luke 2, verse 40, it says, And the child, capital C, grew and became strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. The child grew and became strong in spirit. And we read on that Jesus was 12 years old, um, that when he was 12 years old, he went with Mary and Joseph to Jerusalem to, um, to, to, the, to attend Passover. And that feast of Passover would last for a number of days. And after a few days, they all headed off home back to Nazareth. And uh, Joseph and Mary assumed Jesus was in their company because they would travel in caravans. They would have a host of family and friends and acquaintances. And on the way home, they realized Jesus was missing. He wasn't with them. They lost Jesus. So they traveled back to Jerusalem, and they found Jesus in the temple. The Bible says, sitting in the midst of the teachers, both listening to them and asking them questions. This is the Son of God. (laughs) This is awesome. Listening to them and asking them questions. And so he, said to, he says to Mary and Joseph, did you not know I'd be about my father's business? And then what a, in the, short, the short story is, then they went back to Nazareth. And so in Luke 2.52, we read this. And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. So this verse relates to Jesus at the age of 12. 
And it's the last time in the Gospels in which we see Jesus before he starts his earthly ministry at the age of 30. We don't hear anything else about Jesus for the next 18 years. And these 18 years are known as the hidden years of Christ. But I just want us to stop for a moment. Can we go back to verse 40? Luke 2, 40. The child grew. That word grew is the Greek word oxeno. And the basic idea behind that word is that of increase, growing, enlarging that which is, which is alive already. That's that word. Luke 2.52, Jesus grew in wisdom is a different word. It's called prokopto. The Greek word is prokopto. And it doesn't just mean increase, but advancement. It's about beating forward. So if you picture a field full of high grasses and you visualize using a machete to cut a pathway, to cut a pathway for yourself, Jesus cut a pathway. He grew intentionally. He deliberately grew. He grew on purpose. He wasn't just growing naturally, alxeno. He was growing procopto, on purpose, deliberate. And then what happens is he returns to obscurity. When Jesus returned to obscurity, when he went to Nazareth, and for the next 18 years, he deliberately grew in wisdom, strength, and favor with God and man for the next 18 years. 21 verses later, 21 verses later, Jesus is baptized in the Jordan in Luke 3, verse 21. And if you read from Luke 3, verses 1 to 21, it'll take you a minute, minute and a half to read. It took, it took Jesus 18 years to live. It took him 18 years. You know what? Jesus spent 30 years of preparation for three years of ministry. We've heard this before. Put it into, into percentages. That's 91% of Jesus' life was spent growing on purpose, intentionally, days of preparation for eight for, for 30 years, 91% for nine years, a 9% of ministry. Three years of his ministry out of his 33 years is 9%. If Jesus, the Son of God, had to grow intentionally, the Son of God submitted himself to Mary and to Joseph he learned a trade. He learned, he learned things through life in those 18 years, how much more we should grow. So we have no excuse. We have to be intentional about growing. We have to be. We have to procopto. We have to 
take that machete. Take that machete. Cut a pathway for ourselves. You know what the heart of Bible wisdom is this? That we don't just gain knowledge for knowledge's sake. We have a fat head and a thin heart. That's not what it's about. But we gain knowledge for life's sake. It's, it's no good just filling your head with a whole bunch of scripture if it's not impacting your heart. We've got to grow intentionally, not just in knowledge, but we've got to be able to apply what we're learning. The knowledge that we gain isn't just for information. It's got to be for transformation. It's got to be. You know, just this week, I felt the Lord speak to me about something. Just this week, you know, I'm in my 60s. Something that's happened to me years and years and years and years ago. Suddenly, ding, this little thing came out. And I realized, oh, hang on. Okay, thank you, Lord. And he gives me the way forward. Some people learn in order to know, but God wants us to learn in order to grow. So an important thing. If we grow in the chronos moments, in the, in the hours, the weeks, the months, the years, if we grow in those chronos moments, we'll be ready in that kairos opportunity. That's what happened with Jesus. He was willing in those 18 years to grow. That was, that was chronos time. But when the right time came, you remember at the, at when, he, when Jesus turned the water into wine, he said, my, why, why do you talk to me, woman? My time has not come. But when Jesus, when the time came, Kairos time, he was ready. And it's the same for us. So our three points, reach, grow, empower. It's time to step away from the crowd-like experience into something intimate, personal, I'm telling you, people, I know God is on this. It's about being passionate in your walk with God. The days of playing games, playing church are over. It's time to go deeper like never before. We're going to go deeper in God like never before. It's time to get rooted like never before. That the roots in our lives are going to go deeper than ever. It's time for this new thing. Remember the scripture, Isaiah 43, I'm doing a new thing. It's not new as in something, a new thought. It's, it's, it's growing what that which already exists. But it's time for that new thing to begin in our lives. It's a season of growth. This is a season of stretching. And this is a season of transformation. Let's close our eyes. Lord Jesus, I thank you, Lord, that you would have entrust us with yourself. Thank you, Lord, that you held nothing back. Lord, that you were willing to <laughs> um, humble yourself, to come to this earth as a, as, a, as a baby, as a helpless baby. The Son of God came to earth as a baby. You humbled yourself. You became a man. And I thank you, Lord Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that you are calling us today to be conformed into your image, that you are calling us into deeper intimacy with yourself, 
that you are calling us into a deeper relationship. Lord, that you're calling us to grow, that you're calling us to reach, to grow, to empower. And I thank you, Lord. We take this on ourselves personally. Lord, I thank you that you consider us faithful (laughs) to entrust us, that you've entrusted us with this gospel of Jesus Christ. I just want to, just while everybody's head is bowed and every eye closed, if you've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, what does that mean? You've never understood You've never quite understood what it means to be born again. Maybe you've tried to live a good life. Maybe you've not lived a good life. Maybe, but if you were to die tonight, do you know for certain where you're going to? If you were to die tonight, why should Jesus let you in? to his heaven I know from the word of God that it's not based on what a good person you are it's not based on our good works it's based on the blood of Jesus Christ so if you've never received him as your personal Lord and Savior I want to invite you today your good works cannot get you into heaven only the blood of Jesus can Jesus Christ lived a spotless sinless life and he went to the cross on behalf of the world on your behalf and mine he took the weight of your sin upon himself so that we could receive eternal life and if you want to receive that eternal life today Won't you just slip up your hand right now? Invite him into your heart afresh today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We give you praise, Lord. We give you praise. Lord, I just thank you, Lord. I'm just going to pray a prayer together. Just pray it out loud with me. Father God, I come to you today in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Jesus, that you went to the cross, that you paid the price for my sin, past, present, and future sin. You you died, you went to the grave, but God, you raised him from the dead. And I thank you, Jesus that it's based on the finished work of Calvary that I am born again that I am your child wash me cleanse me make me brand new I'm yours Jesus and you are mine I thank you Lord I thank you Father that you establish your church Lord I thank you, Lord, that we are ready and willing and able to reach, to grow, and to empower in every area of our lives. In Jesus' name.
Amen. Amen. Praise God.